You're listening to episode 118 of Alexa in Canada, The Voice Experience. Hey there, I'm Dr. Terry Fisher, one part physician, one part voice enthusiast, one big part Canadian, and one small part of our community, Northern Voice. Together, let's explore how voice technology is transforming our lives north of the border. Let's talk voice. Hey there, Dr. Terry Fisher here, and uh, welcome to the podcast this week. I think it's only fitting that this week we talk about what's going on in the world, and that means this week it's a solo show. I don't have a guest with me, but I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, what's going on. Of course, I'm talking about with coronavirus, COVID-19, and you know, what we can do or what could potentially be done using voice technology to help with the issues that we are all facing today. As you will know, if you've been following along, I am a physician and obviously I'm a big voice tech enthusiast with this podcast. And I actually have another podcast called Voice First Health as well. And it's very interesting in a, I don't know, maybe a little bit of a sad sort of way, but that these worlds seem to be colliding right now for me uh, with everything that's going on with, again, coronavirus, COVID-19, and people now being told to practice social distancing. And I've been giving a lot of thought to this over the last little while. You know, are there ways that voice technology, and for this podcast in particular, Amazon Lexi, Alexa, can help with what is going on? And what I want to do is talk about five different ways that I think voice technology really can have a profound impact on what we are all experiencing uh, today. Some of these are not available today. Some of these are a little bit future thinking, but I want to share them with you anyway, because I do think that there is a lot of potential in this going forward. And one of the big barriers is the privacy, the security, the regulation, and all that sort of stuff. And uh, that's not to say that's not important, because it is. But at times, I get frustrated with that because I feel like those regulations, those privacy security, those, those issues are barriers, and it's preventing us from moving forward and really making a difference on everybody's health. But we'll, we'll get to those. What I want to do is, again, I want to share with you five different ways, and, and I'm sure there are more too, and I'd love to hear your feedback on this too. Let's, let's start a discussion about this, and we can use the, the hashtag voice first health to discuss this. Um, but I want to talk to you about five different ways that I think that voice technology can have an impact. And we'll just start with, um, we'll start with number one, and this is already being done today. And I think we should be encouraging other companies to do this as well. And this is voice enabling things that otherwise we would all be touching. And what I mean by that is like kiosks, um, bank machines, um, elevator controls, things that we all push buttons on, or, you know, perhaps we, you know, when we check in at an airport or those sorts of things, if these were all voice enabled, and we are starting to see that then there would be less transmission of the virus because naturally people would be touching these devices less. And when you think about it, some of these devices are the ones that people touch the most and they're touched by the most number of people because that's what they're designed to do. They're designed to process people and move people through whatever that function is on, a, on an efficient and, and rapid basis. So by voice enabling these devices, we will be able to minimize or reduce the risk of people transmitting the virus to one another. So if you are involved in any 
type of industry or company that is doing this, uh, kudos to you. I'd love to hear about it. And uh, I think that's one way that voice technology can have a big impact on that. Okay, so that's number one, okay? Number two is, as you know, I love flash briefings. And what is so great about flash briefings is that you can get the latest news every day in a very short little tidbit, a very short little snippet. They're typically about two minutes in length. As you may know, I have a number of flash briefings myself, the Voice in Canada flash briefing and the Voice First Health Health Tips flash briefing. But here's the thing. I think that we need a coronavirus flash briefing. And as you know, there's so much information out there, but there's also a lot of misinformation. And one of the real challenges today is trying to figure out what information is accurate, what information is current, what information is going to be useful to us. And so this part actually gets me really, really excited. I am launching the coronavirus tips flash briefing under the Voice First Health brand. And the whole goal of this is to do just what I described, to keep you informed, up to date and current with evidence-based, proven good information so that you will know that the information that you hear on this flash briefing is accurate, is current. And the whole idea about it, and the reason I'm calling it coronavirus tips is because it's going to give you one small little tip on a daily basis. Maybe it might be about like, what is the coronavirus? How does it work? How is it transmitted? How can we prevent it? And most importantly, how can you take care of yourself and your loved ones in this time? And I think this is just a wonderful uh, opportunity to use the technology of flash briefings. So if you want to check that out, you just simply say, to Lexi or Alexa, uh, Alexa, enable coronavirus tips, and then you ask for your flash briefings or for your news. Uh, and again, I think this is a, a really uh, nice way that we can stay a little bit more informed on what is going on on a daily basis. Uh, if it's not live at the time that you are listening to this, it will be live imminently in the next day or two. But just the way the timing worked out, this podcast episode might go live just before the flash briefing does. So if that's the case, just uh, try to enable it again in the next 24 hours to 48 hours. All right, so that's number two. Number three is general information in the form of a skill. And this is one that I've already created, if you didn't know that already. And it's called, the skill is called Coronavirus Doc. It's on Amazon Alexa. Uh, I've also worked with Roger Kibbe uh, from the Samsung team. And he, he and I have uh, partnered to have this launched on Samsung Bixby as well. And what is this? It's general information that you can uh, obtain from the voice assistant. And it gets into things like, well, first general info about the coronavirus. It talks about... Um, how is it transmitted? It talks about some of the symptoms. It talks about how you can help to prevent yourself from, from contracting or at least minimize the risk of it. I don't think any of us could ever 100% guarantee that you, you're not going to get it, but things that you can do to reduce the risk of it and those sorts of things. So uh, I hope that, my, see, my goal in doing this is really to take some of the pressure off of the healthcare system because as a physician, I know firsthand, I've seen this. I've had patients come in that are concerned that they may have the virus but actually, they don't really have the symptoms of the virus, and it would actually be better for them and for the other patients because it would take pressure off of me and the other uh, my other um, colleagues if they were to stay at home because they have a cold or something like that. Now, the idea behind this skill, coronavirus doc, is to try to help um, give some of that general information. Now, I have to be very clear about this. This is not. This is not a substitute for professional medical advice. We are not at that stage with the voice assistance yet, but. 
I feel that if it's some good trusted information that then the patient can make an informed decision and that still might mean it very well might mean they've got to go see the doctor but at least they're a little bit more informed and I think having evidence-based appropriate information is only a good thing with what is going on today the more that we know the truth about what's going on and the up-to-date information the better one of the challenges with this uh, skill, of course, has been trying to keep it updated because things are changing so fast. So I'm doing my best to do that. It may not always be updated to the latest day, or uh, even a few days for that matter, but I'm doing my best. And um, anyway, there is that skill. Now, the other two um, things or the other two ways that I think voice technology can help with uh, what is going on with COVID-19 are a little bit future looking. But I think it's very, very interesting. And we're already starting to see just sort of the hints of this now. So let me tell you about one of these. One of them is actually having a voice assistant act a little bit like the doctor, where it actually starts to ask you questions. And it says, do you have a fever? Do you have a cough? Do you have trouble breathing? Have you been exposed to somebody that has the virus? And those sorts of questions. And based on the responses, using a particular algorithm, it can then stratify you or determine your risk factor or your risk uh, level of having the coronavirus or, or COVID-19. And then based on that, if it's Amazon, well, we're not quite there yet, but when we have a uh, an efficient, uh, effective, uh, and trustworthy home test kit, then perhaps Amazon could order it for you if the risk uh, is high enough and it would have and then Amazon would have it sent to your home uh, quickly and then you could do the uh, test at home have the discussion with the voice assistant and in such a way you are actually starting to obtain your medical uh, information your medical care at home now like I said we're not there yet but I think this is the way that we, things are going and I find it absolutely fascinating. In fact, if you're interested, I have recently, just in the last uh, year, done a TEDx talk talking about uh, how voice technology is going to disrupt healthcare. And, you know, it's, it's I don't know what the right, right word is, but um, it's ironic perhaps that, you know, I was speaking about this before and it wasn't obviously in regards to specifically coronavirus, but it was... Uh, the example I gave with, was with regards to strep throat, but the same idea where you can get the care at home. And um, I think this is going to be the way that healthcare goes in the future. Now, we're not there yet, but uh, this is where it gets back to something that I said at, at the outset of this podcast episode is that one of the things that's preventing us from doing this are the privacy, security, and uh, regulatory barriers. And should those be there for this type of thing, or should we be a little bit more relaxed with those regulations? That's a big question, and I don't have the answer to that, but I'd be curious to hear your answer to that. And then the other, uh, or the fifth way that I think that um, voice technology could help with the coronavirus is actually then helping with management at home. Meaning, if you have been diagnosed with the coronavirus, why not have some type of skill that can monitor how you're doing? Perhaps it asks you to rate your symptoms, looks for patterns, perhaps even the uh, artificial intelligence and the uh, machine learning portion can start to uh, detect patterns from multiple people and determine if there is something about the way that the virus behaves that might alert you or your doctor to the fact that you might be at higher risk for some of the more severe forms of the disease as a result of the illness of, of the virus. So, you know, management, I think, is another big 
uh, opportunity here. Maybe it just tells you how to manage each of the different symptoms that you might have from the virus and that sort of thing. So I just think there's so much here with voice technology. Um, I think the future is so so bright as far as the opportunities and the way we are going to obtain our healthcare from the voice assistants, but we're not there yet. So where we are today, what can we do today? I think the first three are the things that we can do. Number one, have companies, organizations, as much as possible, voice enable any type of kiosk where people are touching things a lot. Number two, uh, look at a flash briefing, which gives people up-to-date information as part of their uh, briefcast feed every single day. And again, if you are interested in that, you can always enable coronavirus tips flash briefing. And number three is have a skill that a person can talk to when needed to provide some information. And for that, I encourage you to check out my skill coronavirus doc, where uh, you can obtain some of that information. I'm sure there are many, many, many more ways that voice technology can help us with what is going on today. And I would love to hear your thoughts on this. This is such a big, big deal right now, obviously. And because this is such a big deal, and because I think there's such an opportunity here for us to have discussions about this, I want to also let you know about an event that I am hosting. It's going to be an online event, and the topic of this is going to be the coronavirus pandemic, how can voice technology help us? And I actually think this is going to be transformative in terms of the way that we go about healthcare in the future. This is going to be a real turning point in our society. So I encourage you to check that out. It's going to be taking place next Wednesday, March 25th. And the tentative time, although you can check the website for details, the tentative time is starting at 2 o'clock Eastern time or uh, 11 o'clock Pacific time. And uh, we are going to be having a series of speakers who are experts in this field. For information and to register for this event, you simply go to voicefirsthealth.com slash live and there you will see what you need to do to sign up. So I'm really, really excited about that as well. If you are interested in getting in on the discussion about this, I would love to hear from you. So please feel free to reach out to me uh, on any of the social media outlets. Um, I'm most active on Twitter and LinkedIn and my uh, Twitter handle is at Dr. Terry Fisher, D-R-T-E-R-I. F-I-S-H-E-R. And if you also want to get into the conversation, just use the uh, use the hashtag Voice First Health. Uh, that's the name of my other podcast. And I encourage you to do that. I will put, uh, you know, what I talked about in this um in this uh, podcast on the show notes page, which you can access at A-L-E-X-A in Canada dot C A slash 118. 118. And uh, there you can. I'll also put the link to my TEDx talk if you're interested in that. The other thing I'll just mention is that if you are interested, I I have recently just published a book called Voice Technology in Healthcare with a number of co-authors. And you can access information on that if you'd like at voicefirsthealth.com slash book. Okay, Uh, I think I'm going to stop there for today. This is a short and sweet one. Uh, I hope that this is useful to you. I encourage you to take good care of yourselves. I know everything's shutting down and I know, you know, on the one hand, there's some fear associated with that. On the other side, there is, you know, a good reason for doing that to practice the, the social distancing and to the idea behind that, of course, is to minimize the number of people that are infected at the same time so that we aren't, uh, you know, overworking the healthcare workers and so that uh, the systems can support the number of people that are ill at any particular time. So having said that, Have a very healthy week. Take care of yourselves. 
and uh, I will talk to you again very soon. Take care, everybody.